Hello one and all, it is back, the Baggies Broadcast Season 3, Episode 15. My name is Luke Hatfield and I am joined by a man who's just described the recordings of the Baggies Broadcast as absolute carnage. Joe Massey. Hello, you alright? Explain your comments, please. Well, wait, unfortunately, we're in a rush again, aren't we? This is so... I mean, I love doing this podcast. I absolutely love it. Um, but it's so hard to fill it in. And we've had a mental morning, me and you. We've been to... For, we won't go into it in too much detail, but every year we have to go for a staff presentation, don't we? Yeah. Um, where they update us on all things Express and Star and how we're losing sales every day. Um, <laughs> so that was at 9.30 this morning. 9.30 till 10.30. I'm seeing Jake Livermore at 12.30 today, <clears throat> um, so we're trying to squeeze this podcast in, obviously I've got to get there as well, so it's going to take me 45 minutes to drive there, so we need to do another hour one, Luke. Another hour. You've got to be on the ball with your timekeeping. Um, yeah, disappointing, we've got to like, I wish we could just sit here and just chill and just go for it, but uh, unfortunately we're against the clock yet again. Yeah, 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 we've been... Carnage. This, this, this could be the most well-organised podcast ever. I've had a grand total of 11 minutes to plan it. 11 whole minutes. 11 whole minutes, which, yeah. is, which is probably twice as much as I normally give it. Basically, what we're going to do is talk about how great Albion are, and then we're going to answer questions, aren't we? I've got. I've still come up with a segment. Oh, you should have, yeah. You give me 11 minutes, I'll come up with a segment. <laughs> um, well done, well done. How long's it been? I mean, how was your time off? Seems like forever since I've seen you. Yeah, it's been a long time, isn't it? I've, I mean, I saw you on the weekend. You saw me on the weekend, yeah. Um, yeah, it was good, mate. It was good. Um, <clears throat> my, yeah, my, um, my wife is heavily, heavily pregnant. Um, she's 38 weeks pregnant um, as of today um, or yesterday. Uh, we're not sure. It's probably yesterday. Yeah. So at any minute, I might have to go. Um, <sighs> which, to be fair, for the podcast, isn't the end of the world. But for, at games, it's an absolute nightmare. So I had a week off last week just to sort of prepare for the baby yeah, and uh, just to do jobs so it was nice it was good it was good just got a lot done but uh, have you got yeah. have you got a name yet we have got a name yeah are you open to suggestions am I open to suggestions yeah <laughs> go on Luke Mateus Grady Massey <laughs> Uh, Mateus, if it was a, if it was a boy, then Mateus would be a great name, wouldn't it? It would be. But good. you think Luke? You, you think you think Luke deserves higher recognition than Mateus? Maybe. I mean, I'll take it as a middle name. Take it as a middle name. If anyone else has got any suggestions, by the way, for Baby Massey number two, <coughs> um, because this guy's basically out like rabbits, it seems. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, then feel free to suggest them. I'm, I'm open to suggestions. Hang on a second. Hang on, you keep talking because you're coming out of comments like that. What? The, I, I, it's going to take me a while to find this now on my phone. What the hell did you come out with yesterday on Twitter? Oh yeah, I said what? I said someone, the- someone message saying, "Is there going to be a podcast this week? I'm desperate to hear from you." I replied saying, "100 percent going to be one this week." In in fact, I sit in on the birth of baby Even Massey if you number have to two. Sit in on the birth of my child. <laughs> We're recording a podcast, mate. I'll go be above and beyond to record this podcast. It sounded horrific on so many levels that tweet. It was so badly <laughs> that, worded. It was untrue. That'd be a grim podcast to listen to. Imagine that. Sitting on the birth of my child. <laughs> I showed it to my wife. We just looked at each other. I was like, what do I reply? My wife was like, just don't reply. And I was like, he's an odd boy. He's an odd boy. What, you wouldn't mind sitting at the microphone in, in the delivery room? That's how much you love the baggies and how much you love this podcast. That's how much you'd I love be, you. You'd be willing to come into, into a room where my wife is giving birth. I figure, record. I figure in two weeks' time, I'm going to be the fourth most important person in your life. <laughs> or fifth. 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 Top five. Top five. Right, so, so number one is probably you, Mrs. Uh, the two kids, 
your mum, and then me. You're, and you're going to do whatever you can to stay in that top five, aren't you? I think Harold Robson Carney might kick me out. I do love him. <laughs> should we um, just talk about actually yesterday? Should because we, we've got a lot. I want to get into the football. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah. The, your love of Albion is obviously naturally going to come up at some point. No, it won't. So can I just? I, I haven't read. I haven't read it yet. I got to say this, but I was off yesterday. Um, and then you messaged me. Oh, here we go. Here we go. So, yesterday you worked, didn't you? Just if you, if you could just answer my questions as if I'm I'm like a, a lawyer asking you questions. Yes, I was at work, Your Honour. You were at work yesterday, Your Honour. Thank you. And also yesterday, you felt like you had a little bit of free time, didn't you? Mondays are quiet, yeah. A quiet day. So, yeah. can, I just, can I just clarify that the Express and Star, the, the football teams it covers are, are, are Wolves, Albion, Aston Villa, and, and Walsall. Is that right? Yeah. They're the four teams, and as digital journalist, you sort of spread yourself between those teams is that is that you're not like me where I'm Albion yeah you, yeah, yeah. you spread yourself so you had some free time yesterday yeah I did and what what did you decide to do with that free time I wrote a comment piece you wrote a comment piece oh, right, oh, right. So, but obviously they're a big Villa fan so I'm assuming you wrote it on Villa yeah the issue was I was, I was at the Albion game over the weekend no, oh no so no, no that's, not, well, that's not the issue you, doesn't, there's no issue where you were at the weekend it was your time to do with what you wanted to do with and what did you just tell people what you decided to do I wrote a comment piece on the guy you'll speak to later, Jake Livermore. Jake Livermore. So, but just to clarify, if you wanted to, you could have wrote a comment piece about Villa. I could have. But you decided to write a comment piece about Albion. It's hard to write a comment piece on the team that just got stonked 4 0. It's hard to write a comment piece on the team you supposedly support. <laughs> not when you're not watching them every you're week. You're so. Oh, God, Luke. There we go, there we go, people. Really? In his own time, in his own time, Luke is now writing about Albion. It wasn't my own time. It, it was, was your own time. You could, have wrote, you could have wrote about Villa if you wanted to. It was work time. Um, that is where we are. That is where we are. I did player ratings as well, to be fair. Which, by the way, you completely rehashed. I didn't rehash him. You rewrote my <laughs> Mateus Pereira one. I was so proud of my Mateus Pereira player rating. <laughs> Someone shared it to me on Twitter. I was like, yes, that's got the desired effect. And then I read it back and I was like, one minute, it's changed completely. I like the fact that, yeah, you wrote them and I changed your Mateus Pereira one and someone replied to you saying, I really like that line you wrote about Pablo Hernandez and Leeds. And that was me. And they, but you didn't reply. I didn't because I was like, well, what do I say to that? <laughs> what? I didn't write that. Yeah, Joe Massey wrote it better. That's what you should have replied. Oh, you sub editor Joe Massey. I knew, anyway, I, anyway, anyway, I'm really glad you wrote a comment piece on Albion yesterday. Well, you, read it first, mate. It might not be any good. Yeah. Um, uh, let's well talk. done, by the way, for using your own time to write about Albion. I'm really pleased. I mean, I'm helping you out. You are massively here. I mean, he I did, loves did, the did, did an inside track for you as well. Spoke to the spoke to the Wigan guy. <coughs> I know you're you're trooping on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm really picking up the slack for you because you're just slacking. Um, <laughs> hit and miss, hit and miss. Uh, we're talking about the game over the weekend, of course. Um, Believe it or not, I've come up with three misses for Albion. Three misses? To be fair, they're not really about the, the game. I'm going to be frank. Um, okay. The hits are, though. First one, Perfect Pereira. What a showing. Is he the best player in the championship? Yes, he is. By a, and I'm getting annoyed. I get annoyed now by people who say he isn't. So, I, got, like, I, was te- I know someone who works for Harlan. Like, there was someone in the press box, actually, weren't there, on, sa- on Sunday? Oh, he was some- hammering home the Bowen line. He was saying wasn't Jared Bowen's the best player in the championship. Look, I don't even want to talk about it. He's not. The best be- player in the championship is Mateus Pereira. It's as simple as that. I think <clears> he's <throat> got a point in saying Bowen scores a lot of goals. I think he's could Bowen's be one of the. Really I think he could player. be one of the best finishers in the championship. Is he the best player? <coughs> nah. There's one player in the championship that is head and shoulders over everyone else, and his name is Mateus Pereira. Mm. He is absolutely ridiculous. He's a ridiculous footballer, and you can talk about how great he is at passing. 
uh, his frubles, you can talk about his vision, you can talk about his work rate, you can talk about his goals, you can talk about his assists, you can talk about all those things. But the bottom line with Mateus Pereira is when other players play with him, they become better footballers. Mm. He improves absolutely everyone around him. This team is a fantastic team that is full of wonderfully gifted players, really talented players, Romain Sawyers, Grady Dean Garner, Jake Livermore, Matt Phillips. They are very, very, very good footballers, but they are better because they are playing with Pereira. Um, and that, for me, says it all. He is so, so special. It's untrue. You know what I love about him? He does these passes. Them like the what he did it for Hal Robson Carney um, over the weekend, um, and he's he almost like he looks one way, and you can see that he sees the run, but he plays it kind of like like or disguises it so well. Even though everyone kind of <coughs> knew the ball was going to go to Hal Robson Carney, like he was the only player ahead of him. But like the way he played it, just it catches defenders off guard. Catches everyone off guard, doesn't it? Yeah, it's, I don't know whether it's timing or what, but um, and the fact that they, but it's beautiful that like Robson Carlo knows still he knows what he's going to do. It's obviously, I mean, the, the goals against Sheffield Wednesday and Swansea are basically carbon copies, aren't they? Mm. I mean, they're they are identical goals. Um, so I mean, that's obviously straight from the training ground. Is what happens when you play play together every day. But the fact that yeah, that the opposition still can't stop it, but. I mean, just brilliant, brilliant ball by Pereira. Wonderful, wonderful finish from Hal Robson Carne. Mm. And who else? Who else could? Have, who else would have found Robson Carne like that in those two games? No one. But mm. then by doing that, he's allowed Robson Carne to flourish, hasn't he? And he has flourished. Two outstanding finishes. So, Mike, I just think if if anyone who's watched Pereira on a consistent basis will know that he is the best player in the league. He is. He, he is. He is the nuts. He is. He is. So, so, Shemi Ajay speaking to him afterwards described him as a joke. And he is a joke. He's so good at football, it's ridiculous. He is. Um, is he the best player in the champ? Who's he the best player in the championship since? So that's, a, that's the fair question, I think. Jack Grealish was good last year. Sessignon was very good the year before. But I'll tell you what, he's fallen off a cliff. So I have to admit I haven't watched a lot of championship football. Neves was good that season. <coughs> it's, it's, you'd say Neves, wouldn't you? I'll tell you what, West, Mid- West Midlands, I'll tell you what, they, they put in a real show in the championship, don't they? Three years in a row there could be a team going yeah. up in the championship. And, they've got, the and there's good players elsewhere, like Hernandez is obviously a very good player at Leeds. Um, Bowen is good. Phillips, Bowen, Bowen is good. Bowen. Like, there's good, good players, but for me... Mitrovic is good as well. Mitrovic is good. Like, I think a lot of it, I don't know if this is a bit like football snobbery, but for me, the best players are the players that play central as well. Mm. Like, you can't be the best player and be a winger. Like, don't get me wrong, right? Sessignon, he was playing like left back some days. Yeah. You can't be the best player in the league if you're playing left back. And it's amazing when players, because sometimes you find players who can run games from those positions. Mm. If you're running a game from left back, you're doing very, very well. Trent. Like, Trent can run, yeah. Trent can run a game from right back. He can run a game from right back. But there's very few players that can do that, obviously. But I think you have to be a central midfielder. The best players are central midfielders and strikers, really, aren't mm. they? Um, and, yeah, well, well, what else can you say? Pereira's just... Oh, I did one, last, one last thing on Pereira. Uh, was, we, we were all just going waxing lyrical about him at full time. Mm. Um, and uh, I was speaking to Rob Gurney from BBC WM, covered Albion for a very long time. Absolutely huge fan of his work. He's a smashing bloke shout out Rob Gurney we love Rob Gurney and um, 
he was saying after it. I mean, he's he's watched he's like worked for the BBC WM for twenty years, twenty plus years, and he was saying that in all his time covering football, the only performance he could remember seeing like that, he once watched Paolo De Canio against West against Coventry for West Ham. Mm. And De Canio scored a goal and got four assists. Yeah. Effectively what Pereira did. Um, I know Bartley does probably deserve the assist really yeah, for a job he's got. But Pereira had a huge hand in it. But he was that he, in all his years watching football, that was the only only individual performance he'd seen that ever come close to Pereira's on Sunday. Mm. And I think that tells you everything you need to know. Like it really, really was exquisite. It really it was extraordinary. You, you you can watch football for a hell of a long time and not see a performance like that. He was remarkable. Got a ten in the player ratings as well. Got a ten. Could have had an eleven. I wouldn't have been bothered if we'd given him eleven. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty special. Um, the miss <laughs> leads. The are, miss. Are keeping Albion honest. Um, are they going to slip up? Are they going? Are, are they? Are we going to open up a gap to second? Are we? Are we? Are we? Are we? Luke Hatfield. We. Come on, mate. We. 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 Um, so, <laughs> I've got. To, I think you have to give Leeds a lot of credit, you know, because I think this Albion team are so good. And what what you have to say is, with this side, what the most impressive thing about them, or there's so many impressive things about, them, maybe not the most impressive, but a huge, a hugely impressive element to this side is that they somehow always, always, always get a result. Yeah, they were not great. They've been. They were not great in some. Not not they weren't great, but. They were perhaps fortunate to win at Hull. They were perhaps fortunate to win at Middlesbrough. Mm. They were fortunate to win at... Um, Preston. Preston. And yet they always, always, always find a way. Some weeks, they're just outstanding. Like they were at the weekend um, against Swansea, like they were against Bristol City, like they were at QPR, for example. There's just When they play in those on those days, there's no one who can live with them. Mm. They are just that good in this division. But then there's these other days when they dig in, when they battle, when they grind it out, when they just, by hook or by crook, they get themselves over the line, um, which is what they did at Preston. Mm. Um, so their points tally is remarkable. They've lost one game in 20 in the championship. Like That it, doesn't happen in the it championship. It doesn't happen in the championship. So for Leeds, to get back to the question, for Leeds to still be with them, I think they... They deserve. They. I don't want to give them credit, but you've got to give them credit. Like they, they are. They've done very, very well to be on Albion's coattails. Mm. Um, and it's making it. It's, it is making it interesting. It is making it interesting, and there's a. It's lovely being top, isn't it? Like yeah. the thing is, Leeds always seem to play first. Yeah. Every yeah, weekend, yeah. so Leeds, and every time I look at the result and following it or whatever on my phone, and they win, I'm like, ah, oh, not top, I'm not top. Um, a bit disappointed yeah um, but the truth is like the only thing that really matters is finishing the top two for me I'm yeah, only yeah, really yeah. really bothered about that but I would obviously we, we do want to win it but promotion is, is the ultimate but yeah credit to Leeds they, they, like, they, to me they are the two outstanding teams in the division but I do think Fulham are a very good side Fulham are good I think they should be doing better with the squad they've got I'm not yeah. going to lie to you yeah 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 probably <laughs> My thing with Fulham is, and I don't, I don't want this to sound disrespectful to Scott Parker, but if you, if if you find a man, any manager in the world who's fifty-five years old, and say to him, "Are you a better manager at fifty-five years old than you were at forty years old?" Yeah. Every single one of them is going to say, "Yes, I'm better at fifty-five. 
So I just think they've got a young manager, probably a very, very promising, exciting manager, but he is learning his learning the way, and I think that might ultimately be what costs Fulham automatics. Mm. That they're all they're, yeah. I, I, if you ask me who will win their team more points, Bilic, Bielsa, or Parker, I would. 100% back Billich and Bielsa yeah, yeah, to yeah. win more points than Parker and that doesn't mean no, I don't mean that to be disrespectful to Parker in 10 years time he might be amazing he might be the next England manager for, do you know what I mean who yeah, knows yeah. who knows what he's going to do but that's where I think maybe maybe they might fall down I don't mean to be disrespectful to Scott <laughs> Parker but I'm about to say something massively disrespectful to Scott Parker I think Alan Pardew could manage that side into the playoffs I think the side is that good. They're front three. They've got Cav, Mitrovic, Kearney. They've got, I mean... Kearney's in midfield. Well, yeah, Kearney's in midfield. They've got Knockhart. (coughs) That's a team that was, you know, they... Okay, but... So... But you... They play 4-3-3. Albion play 4-2-3-1. So you can't really... It's very, very difficult to compare players. But they've got an attacking trio... They've got an attacking trio of Cavalero, Mitrovic, and Knockart, yeah? Yeah. And we've got an attacking trio of Diangana, Pereira, and Phillips. Yeah. Who would you rather have? Can I mix and match? Well, you can if you want, but... It's hard. It's tough to say, because Albion are playing so, so well. But I do think someone like Mitrovic... Up top for our, but this is the thing because it's you can't. A it's a diff, he's a different player to them three because they're all playing in behind. If they had Mitrovic up top, oh my god, I'd be a joke. Um, well, they were joking a minute if our Robson. They'd be Kelly. more of a joke. They'd be a funnier joke. <coughs> I'd rather have our attacking trio than theirs. I can see that. Mm. Um, another hit, <coughs> a man we've talked about twice already in the podcast, Jake Livermore. Um, how bloody good was, was Jakey boy over the weekend? <laughs> he was bloody good, mate. So good he, he inspired you to write a comment. He inspired there. a comment piece from an Aston Villa fan. Uh, <laughs> oh, he's a Villa fan. <laughs> um, he was so good. He was so, so good. Getting just so good. Um, just he, he, he covers everyone. That's the thing with Livermore. Like, Albion is such a, a fluid, forward-thinking, attacking side. Mm. Um, but... When people break, when people play with freedom, and a lot of players, a lot of players do play with freedom. Dean Garner can basically go wherever he wants and go out wide or cut inside. Pereira drifts all over the place. Matt Phillips is more disciplined than the two of them, to be fair. But Sawyer's very often goes wide. You'll see Sawyer's picking a ball left mm. and right. We know what the fullbacks are like. Um, I mean, they all love going forward, really. Ferguson is, of course, the most defensive-minded of, of, of the four of them, but. Um, they still all even he loves to go forward and Livermore is just always covering for his teammates I think mm. he's so positionally he's so intelligent um, so experienced and so good on the ball and he, he was a real threat I thought for 20, the first 20 minutes he was a real 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 threat from distance he was finding them spaces just outside the penalty area wasn't he and they were I mean, Swansea were almost begging him to shoot, and it's like, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't give him that much room. I mean, I know Jake Livermore is not a prolific goal scorer, but he can pick a spot from just outside the area, and he can put it there. There's a question actually coming up later about I sort of, whether you, I don't know whether we'll get to it, but someone asked about four-two-three-one, and whether we, whether it can be played in the Premier League. Yeah. And 
they said that not many teams in the Premier League play it anymore, and they're right. And I said it, I've said this on a podcast before. There, there are teams who do play it in the Championship. Swansea played it, for example, and there was I think I can't remember who else. Someone else. Match, someone matched them up, didn't they? Someone matched them up recently. It wasn't just Swansea who played it, but there is a big thing in football now about playing three central midfielders. Mm. Four three three, four five one, three five two. They are all probably more popular systems than four two three one. Um, and not there's, it's very very hard in the middle of the park when you've only got two players. Yeah. Um, but Romain Sawyer's and Jake Livermore are so good that they're competing against three players every time, and it's mm. just that's a real like unsung version. Like it is unsung really what they're doing for the team because they're allowing them basically that they those two are so good that Albion can play this system that then brings the best out of Phillips, Pereira, and Dean Garner. Yeah. He's, I tell you what, he's a good player. Um, I'm sure he'll be in a good mood when you chat to him later. Um, another miss: uh, the horrible hammers. Pray for Pellegrini, God Almighty. We've seen some of the teams they've lost to of late. No, haven't they, we? they lost to like Newcastle. Oh yeah. Arsenal haven't won for nine, ten games. Just go to London Stadium, win three-one. I saw they won the luck West Ham last night, and I thought, hey, oh, that's a good result. If they can cling on to that. And I, was, I looked at about 55 minutes. Yeah. It was 1-0 still, and I was like, oh, go on, West Ham. Like, and then I didn't, I forgot, like, even, like, I forgot they were playing basically. I think like my little girl woke up or whatever, and then I, like, I looked later, and I was like, you're having a laugh. <laughs> Three goals in nine minutes. Yeah. Um, it's a bit of a laugh on this desk, because I've said for years that I don't rate Pellegrini as a manager. Yeah. I had this big debate years ago about who's a better manager, Brendan Rodgers or Pellegrini, and everyone on the desk went for Pellegrini, because oh, he'd won wouldn't... the league with Man City. And I was adamant it was Brendan Rodgers. Yeah. I bring, I'm bringing this up a lot now, because I have had to wait like three or four years to be proven right. <laughs> um, hot take's finally warmed up. It's, like, it's fine, now they have to sit there and eat humble pie. But I just don't think he's a great manager. Um... And isn't he paid like an absolute whack? Yeah, he's paid a fortune. I tell you what, he's like the least motivating manager I've ever seen. He just sits there. I think he might be the highest paid manager in the league, you know. Man- nah, surely Pep's, I think- surely Pep's on more. <coughs> I think there's surely. some ridiculous stat about Pellegrini and how much he earns. Maybe, maybe Pep- I mean, hopefully Pep is on more. Pep and Klopp should be on way more than him. Oh my God, yeah, they should be, yeah. That'd be, yeah, it can't be true. That can't be true. But it'd be on a lot of money. Fake news. Fake, Fake news, news on the back of his Fake news. Um... But yeah, let's hope they pick it up because otherwise Pellegrini could be off and then someone could, could want Dean Garner back. Um, the thing is with Dean Garner, I, they're, gonna, they're surely going to sack Pellegrini at some point. It's all about this January 16th. Obviously, it's all about January 16th because after January 16th, they can't recall him anyway. But I don't... What, a lot of, what happens often in football with low knees, and we haven't, we haven't asked the question to Bilic yet, is clubs tend to get their loan players back even if they don't recall them. Mm. So West Ham have got every right to, on January the 1st, invite Dean Garner back. Well, not invite him. Tell him to come back to, to train. They don't have to recall him. Yeah. But he could train with them. Um, and that will be interesting to see if they, they decide to look at him. Just have a whisper in his ear if you go back and train. Mate, just, 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 just throw it, would you? Throw a session. Throw a session, mate. Yeah, just, just, you know, misplay some passes, would you? Yeah, when you go through one on one, just, just like, hit the corner flag. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Put it out for a throw in. 
Yeah, we was doing Garnet. It came out the tunnel on uh, Sunday. This is what we were in. The, I was in the mix zone afterwards, and uh, he like he wasn't up for interview, so he just sort of walked by. He said hello and everything to all the media, and then he like. And at the end of the tunnel, there's like a sign saying, "Please keep off the grass yeah. to get on the pitch." And he just stopped and went, "Please keep off the grass." And then he got his phone out. And for the next, like, and I mean, like, three minutes, yeah. he tried to take the perfect picture of the please keep off the grass. Like, it, was, it was so surreal. It was hilarious. I was like, what are you doing, mate? Like, it's just a sign. But Have you gone on his Instagram? No, I haven't gone on his Instagram, it? so he must have posted it. Um, but it took, him, it took him ages to take that picture, honestly. Interesting. <laughs> ages to take a picture of a sign. I've, I'm going to have to I'm gonna have to take a look at his Instagram <laughs> account now. Love a look, yeah. Um, last hit. Uh... The belief around the baggies, the fans, they believed in this team before, but now speaking to them, and I did mention it in the video briefly, it's becoming a little bit of an expectation around Albion. The fans are really, really behind this side, and it's got that aura about it where the fans are like, we can't throw this away. Like, even Albion couldn't throw this away. I mean, I know it's only December, but they've already got a 10 point cushion. 10 points, yeah. It is getting a bit like that, isn't it? I do think, I do think <coughs> we can start, you can start thinking like that in February. The, the, potentially, the January transfer window could change an awful lot at an awful lot of clubs. Mm. Um, so I still think, like, we're not halfway, are we? Nah. We're not halfway. 20 games, so we need three more games to um, halfway. So I think once February the 1st hits, but let's get a look. Truth is, Let's say Albion did go on to finish third, then there would be a lot of questions, wouldn't there? And people would be angry now, unhappy. I'd imagine. You never know because so much can happen in football. If, it, if it's like, it depends how it happens. I imagine if like Albion were to go through, blow my some... nose. I'm going to turn away from the microphone. No, oh, here we go. If Albion were to, um... <laughs> lovely audio there. Lovely audio. Man flow for about a week. Yeah. Um, yeah. If Albion were to have like suffer an injury crisis and it, they were to to drop off that way, I don't think people would be too angry. It'd be like, well, you know, we were without so and so for six weeks. We were out so and so for six weeks. So and so was out for a month. Um, whereas if it's just a capitulation, if like they lost Dean Gunn in January and then Pereira was ruled out for three months, yeah, and then like Ferguson left. And Sam Johnston got injured. Yeah, that's when like everyone be like, okay, it's understandable. Yeah, be un- yeah, yeah. But, but what, what are the odds of that? Well, <laughs> yeah, I just don't like getting like I, I don't. I want to enjoy it. I want to enjoy the team and enjoy the excitement and enjoy the like the prospect of going up. I don't want to get to the stage where like I don't want to think about them like not doing it. I don't want to think about. I just don't. Want, I just want to enjoy it. Billich has done so well, hasn't he? Mm. Like, and he's such a a lovely bloke let's just enjoy it although he doesn't wave to the fans when they ask for it so no he doesn't ask, he doesn't wave does he never waves so he the never sm- waves the Smevic was singing for that for about two minutes solid and he was just like nah he, I don't think he even noticed so that's what I hope because right so how long have we got because I'm rambling on here we're 27 minutes 27 minutes in well when do you need to leave probably about half 11 11.35 11.35 ok so we've got 32 minutes so 
I always bang on about how nice a guy Dean Smith is, don't I? Yeah. Like, I know yeah. this is an Albion podcast, but in terms of like nice men, he is such a good person, Dean he, Smith. He always waves. He's so lovely. And I never, ever, ever thought I'd get to work with a manager as as nice as him. But Billich is there. Like, mm. there's so, like, there's so, he's such a lovely man. He's such a good bloke. And, like, I don't know. I can't, but, so I, don't, I can't understand why he doesn't wave. I just can't understand that. So, like, I want to ask him. Do you think it's a respect thing? I think it's, I genuinely, genuinely think it's, he doesn't, I think he's so zoned into the game, mm. I don't think he even notices. But... But one day I will ask him. What I will say is, I'm not going to ask him for a long time because when I go to a press conference with Billich, there's loads of journalists there, national journalists or whatever. Yeah. And um, if, if he's been asked on like tactics and transfers and injuries, and then I put up my hand and say, Slavin, excuse me, mate, why, why don't, why you, don't wave? you wave to the I think they look like an absolute idiot. But when like in the tr- in like international breaks and stuff, we get like little like qu- quieter chats with him, just like me, yeah. me and Joe Chapman from the Birmingham Mail and stuff. So one day I will bring it up and be like, Slavin, it goes against everything about you that you don't wave. Like you are such a like you are just a, the type of person to wave. Mm. Why I don't know. I, I I can't understand that. I think it's a respect thing. I think he doesn't like to do it because you know he's coming up against an opponent and maybe it's just one of them. Oh, well, oh, I see what you mean. I see what you're saying. Though. Sorry, that, over, that went over my head. I see what you mean. So he's doing it because it looks he does, like he, he's it looks strolling like, through It looks the game. like he's, he cares so little about the game. Although other managers do it and they don't mean it in that way. But he maybe in his head he's like, I wouldn't want another manager to be bothered about what their fans are singing and waving at them when he's meant to be managing the team against mine. That could be very Slavon Milic, actually. Yeah. No, very respectful. Yeah. There you go, mate. Uh, I think you've probably got Not it. Not just a presenter. No, not just not just a, a questionably sounding voice. I've actually got a brain. Emotional intelligence there to tap into Slavin's mind. I think you've done it. I think that'll be it. He's so respectful. That's what it'll be. Yeah. Um, last miss. A very quick one. Um, Oliver Burke. Uh, some of the quotes he's been saying recently. It came a while back actually. Uh, doesn't sound <coughs> like he's committed to the cause. Yes, it was a while back, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, uh, just we just didn't cover it, and I, I need another miss. I was like, who can I talk about? Ollie Burke. Ollie Burke, he's a go-to guy for a miss. Oh, he's an easy target. Yeah, he is an easy target. Yeah, He's a thousand miles away, I don't think he'll listen. He wants out, doesn't he? I think so. I think he wants out. Um, Yeah, well, off you go then, pal, if you don't want to be part of it. It's a weird one. If I was him, I'd go back to Nottingham Forest. I don't know whether they'd ever want him, but Mm. all he did... All he did was show a flurry of form there. Yeah. I think he only played like 18 games for them and scored like four goals or something. He did, he did but and they ended up getting him like a massive move to, was it, was it Leipzig? Yeah, yeah. It, uh, I think there's a lesson there with Oliver Burke. Not, uh, it sounds awful comparing him to Nathan Ferguson, but I've said on the podcast before, I'd never signed a player who's only played half a season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that's what, that's what happened to Oliver Burke. You've got to maintain it. It's That's one thing it. doing it for one like twenty games. Another thing doing it for three seasons. I don't know. All very very odd. Form is temporary. Class is permanent. Yeah, you got it, mate. Questions, questions, questions. from our classy listeners. Yeah. Um, Theo, if slash when Diangana goes back to West Ham in January, are Albion likely to go out and look for a direct replacement, or will Edwards just take his place? As much as I rate Edwards, I still don't think he's at Diangana's level yet. I think uh, Edwards is a solid replacement, but 
if you really wanted to hammer home the promotion push yeah you sign someone I think Edwards is perfect at his age and at his stage of development is perfect doing what he's doing coming on banging in a goal yeah coming on he's very very lively isn't he Edwards yeah very very lively when he comes on and against tiring legs um, he's very very unpredictable I always think he cuts inside, he cuts outside, you never know which way he's going to go. Sometimes he cuts back even when you're not expecting him to. And against tired legs, like, I do think he's he's a great impact sub for at this stage in his career. There was a thing in The Athletic, they did a piece on, it was probably Steve Mainley, did a piece on, so they understood that Albion are considering direct replacements for Dean Garner should he go back, mm. and also tactical tweaks. Uh, maybe a change in system, which might. This is why you can't get too carried away. You see, teams. Yeah, teams do figure you out like after um, a period of time. And if they are going to have to make some tweaks, then things can change, can't they? So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else to sound in Ghana really. Like, oh, we're all we're all in the same boat, aren't we? We're all worried. I think they will try and probably try and replace him directly. Yeah, I think so. Um, but I genuinely don't think they'll find a the player as good. No. No. Um, so yeah, it's a difficult one. But yeah, I think they. I think the way the whole other team is set up, they'd be more beneficial to replace them directly. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, at local baggies fan, our defence has been so good this season, but I don't think it'll be good enough for the Premier League. So who stays in the starting eleven and who gets benched and replaced? Let's just talk about the back line for this one, just for time's sake, because he mentions the defence. Um, Sam Johnson, I'd keep. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Ferguson, if he's still here, I think I'd keep. I'd yeah. like to see him in the Prem. <coughs> Ajayi, I'd certainly keep. Gibbs, when he's fit, is actually very good. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Um, Bartley's been very good this season. I don't know whether he's Premier League quality centre back though. But you take him as like a. I'd have him. So I've, we've seen Hagazi in the Premier League, and he was good. Admittedly, in a team that went down. But he was still good. Yeah. Although that injury has worried me a little bit with Agassi. He's not come back in great form. No, but he's not played, has he? No. In these games. Um, I, th- I think I'd still do. I'd still make some additions. I think in, I think I'd need another right back as well. I know Furlong's got a good delivery, but he's another one. He, am I sold on him in the prem? I think the hardest thing in football is knowing who can ste- who can step up to levels. Yeah. I think that's very, 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 very difficult to know. I think that's what people struggle with. That's the biggest thing people struggle with when it comes to recruitment. I've watched players who have, like, in League One, for example, have looked absolute world beaters mm. and they go to the Championship and struggle. And I've watched players in League One who have been good League One players and then when they've gone to the Championship, they've also been good Championship players. Yeah. But it's, very, it's always hard to know who can make those step-ups, I think. I think you have to throw players in and see if they sink or swim. Um... That's so why I think this like Pereira thing's interesting because I think if if he was going to go, if but like Bowen for example, people saying Bowen's the best player in the league. If Bowen gets a move in January, where where's he going? Like a Newcastle, like or a Newcastle, yeah. Whereas where he's per- not going to get that many chances, to be honest. If Pereira was to leave, I mean, I think he could probably play for Tottenham, Everton. He could get into Everton's side at the moment. He was linked with Man United. <laughs> I don't think he get. Oh well, yeah, to be honest, Man United would. Uh, Trash up uh, until the last two games. Um, 
I don't know. I don't know. It's very hard to say. I think Furlong could be all right in the Premier now. He'd have to be. He'd have to be more defensive. It'd be a risk. I think. Yeah. I think you've got to let players sink or swim. Is the honest answer. Mm, you've got to trust in. You've got. To, you've got to lay some trust in the players who've got you up. I think. I would buy a centre back. I mean, look at Sheffield United. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sheffield United. That that team. They. On paper, they've got no right getting out of the championship. No offence to them. <laughs> they're league and, one side not long ago. And they're, they're sick from the bloody prem. Yeah, yeah. Just goes to show with the right manager, with the right system, when everyone knows what they're doing, players can perform to their like maximum potential, can't they? Yeah, and it shows what happens with Fulham. I mean, make tons of changes and look what happens. Yeah, and spend twenty million on players and then no. So I, what I would say is, I would buy a centre back. Yeah, I would buy a centre back. I'd buy a really like, and then I'd. Then Ajay, Bartley, Hagazi, and the new centre back, mm. who you'd you'd want to be like a decent Premier League. Do you know what I mean? Have Premier League experience. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then I'd let them go and see how they get on. If Watford went down, would you have Craig Dawson? Uh, no. <laughs> Good answer. Would you? Uh, I think I think Dawson's had his day, to be honest with you. But if a, if a team goes down, I think any of the teams that go down, I think there's centre, a centre back there for the taking, regardless of the side. Yeah. I mean, there's. I mean, you say what you want about Watford. They have. You look at them last season. You'd have taken their centre backs. The centre backs don't change that much. Southampton, maybe a little bit questionable. Some of them, but on the whole, you'd probably take one of them at Albion. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who else. Newcastle, 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 Newcastle doing, doing alright. No, no. I don't know who else is in the bottom three. To be honest with you, I can't even tell. <laughs> Probably Everton. Um, Scott asks if you had to take one defender, one midfielder, and one attacker from any Championship club and add them to the West Brom squad, who would they be? The catches they must go into the starting eleven. The West Brom player you take out would have to go to the club you took them from. Oh, the West Brom player would have to go to the club. You yeah, took so you're them doing for. a straight swap. That's a clever little twist. Um, attacker Mitrovic for Austin yeah but Austin's not playing I'd, I'd have Mitrovic over Hal to be honest I know you love Hal Robson Carney but Mitrovic is going to bang you in 25 goals yeah 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 you've got to have Mitrovic haven't you um, midfielder oh that's tough <laughs> you'd have Jared Bowen are you counting Jared Bowen as a Midfielder. He isn't, he's a right he's winger. A right winger, but right he, winger is like an attacking player for me. Yeah, but that's the midfield, isn't it? The midfielder. Oh well, I'd, 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 I mean, if you. The truth is, you take it's awful. I'd but take you take him, Bowen over Phillips. Yeah, I'd you? take Bowen over Phillips. Um, defender. I'd have Joe Bryan from Fulham. I think Joe Bryan's okay. Oh, I think he's the best left back in the league. Maybe. I think him and Gibbs are the best too. Maybe I'm trying to think of. But Gibbs is too injury prone. I'm trying to think like Leeds is back line because Leeds they've they've kept they got that Ben White haven't yeah, they? Yeah, they've done so well. Just but he's, an, he's, he's not their player, is he? Hardly ever concede. Liam Cooper's their captain, isn't he? Um, but would I have him over any of the Albion centre backs? I think Joe Bryan. Joe Bryan's a good shout. Would you take any goalkeeper? No. no me neither. Um, 
Tom Cannon. If Ferguson leaves in January, it will leave us with Furlong as the only recognised right back. Do you think there's that's another priority in January alongside a striker? If he goes, then I think it is. <laughs> if Ferguson leaves, they have to sign a right back categorically. Mason Holgate comes back. He's playing for Everton. Played centre back. Yeah. Did a good job the other day. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. Um, so should we just talk about that for a second? Go on. The, Fer- the not the Ferguson thing because I think that'll come up anyway. But the, I mean, may, I'm sure we probably have discussed it before. But Nathan Ferguson is Albion's number one fullback. The reason why he's Albion's number one fullback is because he's the most defensive-minded of the four. Yeah. So he provides a balance for him. He provides the a balance. So Furlong is not playing because Gibbs is playing at left back. But Gibbs won't be playing for a little bit now. Yeah, so basically, Ferguson gives the defence a little bit more stability. If you're playing Furlong and Gibbs, you're playing two very, very attacking fullbacks. Furlong and Townsend the same. Mm. Um, although Townsend's not quite as dynamic as, as those two. But yeah, so Bilic likes the balance that defensive, more defensively minded fullback brings. Hence why Ferguson came straight back into the side following his suspension. Mm. Um so Ferguson comes to right back Gibbs comes in at left back for, so they they would have to replace Ferguson yeah they'd absolutely have to replace him with a, a full back that isn't as marauding shall we say as say Darnell Furlong they would have to get a defensive minded full back if mm. Ferguson was to leave ha I'm not telling you asks heard any names regarding January Business. Any names? Heard no names. All I have heard Tight-lipped. is that they do. I think they do. I think they are going to do something. You reckon? Yeah. But I don't know what. But I'd be happy. Genuinely, if we kept down, if Dean Garner stays, I would genuinely be happy doing nothing. I, yeah, I was, I was just saying that. Um, I, I think a good window is no one leaves, no one goes. But reading between the lines, something, some, a, so there will be an addition. A good window, no one leaves, no one goes. <coughs> no one leaves, no one comes. A great window, I've been signed a striker. I'm not, yeah. Uh, I'm not bold about signing a striker anymore. But I, do I know th- how's providing the goals, but is he, is he good to provide him the rest of the season? I think he's brilliant. I think he... he, he he compliments the three behind him so well and he's scoring goals but yeah I do think they'll be I do think they'll well I think Albion are trying to get something done in January mm, Sophia outlines actually a decent question to follow on from that why is Hal Robson Kanu so good now it's like he's been body snatched <laughs> it's difficult for me to comment because I didn't see Hal Robson Kanu I haven't seen him he was uh, basically I've only known Hal Robson Kanu as a world beater he was a little bit anonymous to be honest with you like he come on, everyone kind of knew his qualities. Yes, he scored the odd goal, but he just didn't do it enough. And I, th- I think it's a matter of he's played with this team, and they're all playing with each other very well. There's a lot of confidence inside. They all know what each other are going to do. So like Pereira can pick them balls, which other players might not have, because he knows how Robson Garner is going to latch onto it. Yeah. And how Robson kind of knows he can play that pass, so he's making that run. Which he wouldn't have made previously. Yeah, they're all bringing the best out of each other, aren't they? And yeah. I, and I do think, I do genuinely believe how Robson Carno is making the trio behind them better. Mm. I think Dean Garner, Pereira, and Phillips are enjoying playing Robson Carno. Because uh, yeah, because Robson Carno does more 
than Charlie Austin does in terms of hold up play. Hold up play and linking the play. Yeah. Um, and his finishing has just been absolutely fantastic. I mean, he is, at this moment in time, he is the complete centre forward. Mm. There's no other way to describe it. He's, his finishing's outstanding. His hold up play is brilliant. His touch is good. He's working hard. I mean, there's literally nothing more you can ask from the bloke. He's, he, keep, he's keeping, what, £13 million worth of signings on the bench? Yeah, not he even is. in the squad. He is, yeah. Um, he's, I mean, remarkable. Brilliant footballer. Sense of comment piece coming on. <laughs> well, there you go, mate. That's your four Albion comment pieces are your four time uh, Richard Downing, do you think Mr. Lyle cash in and sell the club if we get promoted? <coughs> it's clear he has no interest in the club and has not been seen at the Hawthorns for nearly two years. You'd imagine so, wouldn't you? You'd think so, but does it reignite his love? If this season can't reignite your love, then what will? Like, this is, I don't care, look, I want to get to the Premier League and, and like, and understand that you have to get to, like, like, the financial benefits of getting to the Premier League are obviously so important, but this is so much better. Mm. The Championship is so much better than the Premier League. Um, and if you can't enjoy watching this team play, like, and they're a manager like Slavin Bilic with, Pereira, Dean Garner and Sawyers and I mean I feel sorry for the blokes at home just not, not watching it he should, should come and like, just, you just don't care does he? he doesn't care so you'd imagine like obviously the value of the club will go up considerably once they're in the Premier League so you'd imagine there's, it's a bizarre the whole thing's bizarre isn't it? yeah like yeah. it's whole very very very, very odd so you'd imagine, you'd imagine so but then I don't know. I don't think he's going to sit down with me and answer any questions. No, just just get a flight to China and just go knock on his door. Um, Asian Albion. Uh, this is a question I think you were asking about actually. Any possibility of a move for Che Adams on loan <coughs> in Jan or easy if Diangana goes? Also, can Pereira make the cut in the Prem as a winger given his lack of express pace? If we switch to four three three, four two three, one fair rarely used in the Prem now or playing as a midfielder. He can play off the right, Pereira. He can play off the right, and I think that's where he played for Nuremberg, wasn't it? He played yeah, off the yeah. right for that. Going on to his left foot. Going on to his left foot. And he has drifted out there a lot of times. The goal he scored, can't remember against, absolute screamer from the edge of the box. Mm. He cutting off the right, 1 2 with Dean Garner, bang. Can't remember what it was against. Was it Blackburn? No, no, it wasn't, I wasn't there for Blackburn. It was a, I can't remember it was again. Wednesday? No, it was a bit early in that. Uh, but yeah, he does. He can play off the right. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be really, really interesting if they were to go. He, I, I think he's a 10, if I'm honest. He's a, and Bilic says things like, there's not many number 10s in football anymore. Mm. He says it's sort of a, like a bit of a dying position. Um, but could he drop into a 4 3 3? Probably. Yeah, yeah. He um, could play on the right on a 4 3 3. Yeah, he could. Yeah, I think he could. I mean, look. I think he'd bring you more goals. He probably wouldn't lay on as many assists. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm, I'm, when I think 4 for 3 I think in the middle three. Oh, I'm thinking front three. I'm thinking a true out and out right winger. Yeah. Iron Robin style. Not comparing him to Iron Robin, by the way. <coughs> Cutting in on that left foot. Yeah. Because that's all Robin used to do. Because he's. I mean. When Bilic talks about him. Like he's, I can't remember who was the third player. He said, "Is he a young? Is he like Luka Modric? Is he like Dimitri Payet? Is he like Manuel Lanzini?" That's what Bilic said. Mm. But like, because Modric is a ten, isn't he? But Modric's played more of an eight now, isn't he? You it? can put him, but yeah, that's what I mean. You can put him as an eight. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, 
I wouldn't sit Pereira that deep. I wouldn't have him as an eight. No, probably for the best. He could definitely play four three three. Yeah. What is it? What was the question about the players? Uh, Che Adams or Easy if Dan Garner goes. Easy, no um, chance. Easy's going to go to a Prem team if he goes anywhere. Yeah. And it'll be a fortune. Adams, I could see happening. Not on loan, yeah. Not really hit the ground running at Southampton. And I tell you what, they need a striker who scores goals, offers a bit of pace. It's not a bad shout. We were talking about this in the car with Joe Chapman. Like, to be fair, I'm stealing this point here, so you've got to give him credit. But this question comes up so from someone listing the strikers they might look at, like Adams, like Vidra. Um, yeah, someone said that, Gail yeah, Vidra Adams. Gail Vidra Adams, there you go. So, I mean, Gail. Could be Gail would be like, you'd hope, a perm. But. It's a serious question now to be had, really. Like, can you buy? Is there really a need to buy a striker? Would they be better off getting a striker in on loan? Because a loan with a view, you could say, oh, like if things work out, well, I think give us first refusal. You've got to find. It's looking. It's looking. There's a very, very good chance that Albion are going to win promotion. Mm. So you don't. Well, it's awful, but you. They need. They might need a striker to help them get out of the championship. Now, if they can find a striker to help them get out of the championship and is good enough for the Premier League, then brilliant. But that's hard. Mm. It's again. It's like it's who who can step up. So, like Vidra, for example, has always smashed them in the championship, hasn't he? Yeah. But he's not been as prolific in the Prem, and now he's not playing for Burnley. Is that right? Yeah, Burnley. So. Like getting him in, you don't want to buy Vidra, in my opinion. No. But a loan sign, it'd be a hell of a sign then. But you don't want to be lumbered with him in the Prem. Yeah. And that sounds awful, lumbered with him in the Prem, but he might not do it for you in the Prem. There are players who are too good for a championship and not good enough for the Prem. I think Gale is you know, a, a, a great example. He's uh, never really cut it in the Prem. I know he had a season at Crystal, pa- Crystal Palace. Yeah. But on the whole, he's not done it in the Prem. And like another example, and I know he doesn't like when people say that, but I mean, until he's given an opportunity, I suppose until he's given an opportunity, he <coughs> can't prove it. But yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, and like another one would be like Corley Woodrow Barnsley. Like he was excellent at the Hawthorns, yeah. and he's scoring a lot of goals this season. And potentially he could add, he could strengthen Albion this season. But do you want to buy him? You play then, the long game, and yeah. And then if he's not good enough for the Prem, you've wasted not wasted the money, but. So I think a loan for like a Vidra, uh, Adams, Gayo, if they could get him on loan, but I doubt they could. Mm. It's a lot of sense to that loan element. Yeah, yeah, there is. Um, a couple more questions. I know we are, we are pressed for time, so it's really sorry. Not ten minutes. Skip your presence. Your question. Sorry, um, Adam Baker. Is there an update on the Barcelona situation? How can a club of that size still owe us money? And of course, what area do you think we need to strengthen in a long stretch for the new year? Uh, ignore the second one. We kind of covered <coughs> that. But the Barcelona situation. I, I put a tweet out on this. I didn't realise their revenue and stuff. It's like it's ridiculous. Their team value as of May was like three billion, and they can't spare two hundred thirty-five grand. That's ridiculous, isn't it? That is mental. There's no update because the update came out yesterday. Like that was, um, it's not moved on from there. But it was, yeah, just that they, this ridiculous thing now where they're, they're, yeah, they're, they're trying to get out of there, which is just absolutely ridiculous. But the the update is that Albion are now going to, as I said in that story, um, Albion are going to FIFA. We reported that they were going, they were considering going, um, and now they're going. 
you wonder how Barcelona think they've got a leg to stand on. Albion have basically gone to the FA. It's all in the story, but they've gone to the FA, they've gone to the Premier League, and they've gone to the EFL, yeah. and they've said, please look at our paperwork, because Barcelona are trying to quibble it. Can you see anything wrong in this paperwork? And the Premier League, the EFL, and the FA have gone, no, everything's absolutely completely right with all your paperwork. So how Barcelona are trying to argue um, that they don't owe Albion, Oh, 235 grand is just ridiculous um, maybe but, maybe it's just low on their priorities because they've still got to pay like I don't know some French team for Malcolm Bordeaux uh, they've still got to pay <coughs> Liverpool who have sold their debt to some financial firm yeah that's the one isn't it that's dodgy that is something dodgy's going so on so dodgy like that they've if people haven't read the story Barcelona owed Liverpool a hell of a lot of money for Coutinho still mm. And Liverpool were so fed up of waiting for the cash, they sold the debt to a debt collecting agency. <laughs> that story has gone massively under the radar, I think. That is, and especially now when you look, the players, Malcolm's now playing in Russia. Yeah. Coutinho's on loan in, in Germany. Yeah. Like, these are players they haven't even got anymore. That's how long back. It's, I mean, that's just dodgy. It's really, really weird, the Barcelona financial situation. Strange. But I can't understand why any club would now would sell them a player. If you're PSG, you're doing everything you can not to sell Neymar back to Barca. Mm. Any other club? Yeah, yeah. It's any not other pay. club? If you may know Pogba, you just if he's got a go, you push him to Real Madrid. You go to the chip shop and ask for a cone of chips. You don't give him twenty p and say I'll come back with eighty p later, do you? <laughs> you don't, mate. You don't. Out of order. One one word answer. Okay. Fingers Waitley is now the time to offer Slaven Bilic a new long term contract with the promise of proper funds for next season. Oh. One word answer. No, I love Slavin, but there's no need to do anything now. That's the truth of it. David, Just keep going. David Baker, as Leeds always stuff up promotion at the last minute. Do you think Albion will finish both first and second? <laughs> I love that. Bit. <laughs> yes, probably. <laughs> um, I like Romain a lot. What did you have to eat at Preston? Uh, Thai green chicken curry. I tell you what, top class food at Preston. <laughs> top class food. Uh, what are you having for dinner asked Daniel Embrat I've got absolutely no idea ridiculous um, question it's not a ridiculous question it's a very good question what am I having for dinner no one cares Lou I had KFC last night <laughs> yeah yeah it was good um, they weren't happy with me though because I went for the drive through <coughs> at literally 2 minutes to 11 once it closed at 11 it shuts at 11 didn't know that they weren't best pleased oh, I didn't know that um, but tonight I've not planned it yet we'll see what see what happens I ate out last night so I probably won't eat out again um Last one, Sol um, asks, who's Luke's biggest inspiration and why is it Joe Massey? Um, who's your, big, your biggest inspiration is Jake Livermore, isn't it? No. Pereira? I'm, I'm, I don't actually know who my biggest inspiration is. Someone of an Albion persuasion. Jack Grealish. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> I'm a, trend, a trendsetter. I don't know. I'm, no, I'm, your own path, don't I'm not going to lie. There are people who have inspired me on a personal level. People who I'm, I'm quite close to. People like my parents, my dad. <laughs> um, <laughs> my ghost is going deep. <clears throat> but in a career perspective, here's me. You're up there. Yeah. <laughs> you're up there. Um, you. Okay, uh, we've got four minutes. <laughs> I had a whole segment planned. Quick update on Albion's shirt for Luke Hatfield. I'm just waiting for the club to give it to me. That's all that is. I was going to. Some people have asked. This was the thing. I was going to do a Ho Ho Hawthorne segment because I don't know when the next podcast is going to no, be. No, we don't might know not be. Be. I know, and I've got things planned. So we might have to do like 
a late Christmas, like a, a might, New Year's New Year special. Like a we we will do a presents podcast where I shower you with presents. Um, <laughs> But I don't know when that's going to be. If I'm here next week, it'll be next week. I hope you're here next week because I was going to do this segment where it was like it was called Ho Ho Hawthorns. Gives you a chance to make out <laughs> some like outlandish. You know when you're a kid and you write on your Christmas list and you ask for like a unicorn or a spaceship, yeah, like stuff like that. Stuff you're never actually going to get, but you yeah. still put it on your Christmas list and then you got it that you don't get it. Yeah, I was going to do something like that. So it was like, oh, I'd, I'd like a Pacey striker signed in January, and we were going to discuss that, and then I'd say. I'd like a spell where Kieran Gibbs doesn't get injured and we see the best of him because he's just been out for so long this season. What else was there? I'd like I'd like Joe Massey to sort out this shirt, Malarkey. I'm yeah. tired of it. You're I'm t- tired of it. You're just desperate for it, aren't just, you? Just, just a, you just want I, the shirt, Let it happen man. or not. You just want the shirt, you're right. I'd like a 17-point gap to third place. <laughs> I'd like the season wrapped up, right? This was my best one, my last one. I'd like the season wrapped up. I think it'd be so fitting if Albion secured promotion April 18th. Do you know why? Go on. Fulham at home. Your Rick. first game was Fulham away. Oh, poetic. How good would that be? Look how you love that. Look, I love how you know those little details about me. First game, Fulham away. Hey, I'll never forget it. <laughs> Food was superb. Very, very, very good practice. All right, West Brom versus Wigan. <clears throat> Two minutes, discuss West Brom versus Wigan. Um, you're missing me for this one. I'm not going to be there. Nathan Judah has listed me on a day off, so he's going to be there with you, but he may end up doing all the work because, you know. Yeah. Just, just don't want to get to Wigan and then my wife rings. 100% you get a phone call as you pull into the car park. Kick off. Oh, that'd just be brilliant. Have Rob <laughs> Carly gets us underway. I've but got to go. Nathan Judah will hand the match report. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you what, Wigan are in great form. No. Shocking. Paul Cook's under pressure as Real well. Real pressure, yeah. Done a good job there in, over time. Um, over time, but... <clears throat> Yeah, they are. They're not. They are struggling, aren't they? Really, 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 really struggling. Should be beating them. Should should be if we're being honest. Um, Mind you, we said that about Barnsley. Should be beating Barnsley. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, at home as well. Um, you can't see anything other than Albion win, can you? If we're being honest, it's difficult away from home. I think every point away from home in the Championship is a good point. Um, I think points kill you in this league, personally. Do you? I think draws kill you, especially when you're this high up the table. I've always said in a relegation battle, draws relegate you. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. I think, I'd, I've got to be honest, I think they'll win the game. No changes, surely. Well, well, other than Gibbs, of course. Yeah, I think Ferguson will go to left back. Furlong, Furlong right coming back. at right back. Um, was everyone else right? Bartley was fine, he just took a knock to the oh, face. Oh, Bartley, yeah, sorry, yeah, Bartley. Um, you saw him with the little butterfly stitches on after he looked I think he can wear a mask, was the... Was the I, I, normally you only wear a mask if you've broken something I think he you? might have it wasn't quite clear actually what happened to him I don't know if they knew straight away well him and Ayu clashed heads didn't they mm. it was one where like he's stooping to head it and Ayu he's not the tallest bloke in the world has jumped up and it's just he's clashed yeah. heads Billich definitely mentioned the mask on Sunday um, Bart, Bartley in a mask would be another level that's <laughs> prime Bartley that is you see him walk out in a mask. <laughs> Prime Bartley. Prime Bartley. He's been he's been like waiting to wear a mask. You think? Oh yeah. yeah. Like, can you? Can, I can picture him with like a Zorro, a black like Zorro mask, and he just he he transformed from this amazing defender to like this otherworldly defender. Nice. He's he's like he's, he'd be like he's a massive, isn't he? He's a big bloke. He's a big big bloke. I'd like to stand next to him because I feel like I'm quite a tall person. I'm like six foot two, six foot three, but he'd be like no, he's a lot. People look down you. on me. Yeah, he'd look down on you. Yeah, he's big and he's wide. He is a unit. Yeah, um, 
I wouldn't yeah. want to fight him. No, you wouldn't want to fight him. I wouldn't want to fight Livermore either. Who would you? Who would win out a fight? Livermore, Bartley. I reckon Bartley. Bartley's a scrap. Bartley's got the reach, but Livermore's a bit. He's a I bit reckon, bigger, isn't he? I reckon Bartley's probably the hardest bloke in the squad. If you had to fight anyone, who would it be? In the Albion. In the Albion squad. <laughs> Sawyer's is quite lean, but I tell you what, I bet I bet Sawyer's has got some scrap about him. I couldn't fight Billich, Billich could, could knock me out quite easily <laughs> everyone's so intimidating and thinks Billich is so hard but he's such a he'd, softly he'd, spoken Billich would be rock hard in a fight <laughs> you wouldn't want to fight him yeah I don't know who would you fight who would want, why do you want to fight any of them I don't want to fight anyone but I mean in a I boxing match would be charity good. boxing match you've got to go up against someone purely for charity you're wearing the headgear and stuff you know what Kieran Gibbs I reckon Charlie Austin would be a dirty fighter. Charlie, Charlie Austin would be. He'd oh, bite your ear off. Yeah, but he'd be uh, Mike Tyson's <laughs> Tyson Huddlefield. <laughs> All right, okay. We're just rambling here, I need to go. Prediction, prediction, finish it with a prediction for the match, not the fight. Uh, 3 3 0. 3 0, 4 0 for me. 4 0. 4 0. Oh, I don't like it when we go so overconfident, like when it's so such big predictions. It would it would be peak if, if Wigan went and won 2 0, wouldn't it? Oh, it'd be awful. I think it'd be. I don't know, I'll go 2 0. 2 0. 2 0. A win. A win. An away win. An away win. We'll take that. Um, away win and Albion and Leeds lose midweek. Yeah, that'd be lovely. Yeah, that'd be brilliant, that would. Right, right. I'm going. I'm that, loving you and leaving you. That does it. That does it from us. Um, could be until Christmas. We don't know. Uh, all depends on Joe's wife, but we'll we'll, we'll find out. We'll, we'll keep you informed. Um, but until next time, it's bye bye from me and bye bye from Mr. Matson. Goodbye. Yeah,